I love that as your your two weeks notice is just throwing a name tag on the counter <laughs> before you punch a guy out. And, and I love a walk off of, 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 of a job. Yeah. Witnessing someone yes. walk off their job is amazing, and it's always happening. It's you know, the most. I honestly feel it's the most. It's like the closest I'll get to seeing somebody win the lottery. I'll be like, you know, every day I say I'm going to do that same thing, and I don't have the balls to do it. Right. And this this guy just did it, and then he punched out a customer, and I feel alive. You know? <laughs> there was a there was a sign I think it was in Appleton, Wisconsin. It wasn't it's not a late night drug place, but it was a similar feel to it. It's like this Pizza Hut there that one of the last like dine in Pizza Hut restaurants, you know. And they had mm-hmm. and the sign just said Monday through Friday, like every day, you know, pizza, lunch, all you can eat buffet, you know, like nine ninety nine, whatever it was. And underneath it. Always hiring wait staff. Like always <laughs> wait staff hiring, always hiring. We always need people quit this job every day. <laughs> it's like just permanently up there. It always cracks me up. Oh, cracks me up. Like, this is a horrible shift to have. <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. That's right, and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we will be have- he listening to a story from the live show about a night that got away from us, or one of us. Um, also, we have a theme, and usually in each week, this theme is homecoming, returning home <laughs> in the uh, perils of drinking at home compared to like life in the big city. And we have a uh, great comedian. God, I almost said comedian. Oh, it's just a fun word to say. <laughs> it is a fun word to say. You know? <laughs> that's, what, that's, a, that's, a, that's a shame about those sexist words. They're fun to say. <laughs> comedian. <laughs> anyway, Jenna Gephardt is a, tells a great story. She's amazing. She has a hilarious story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll have her in the studio to talk about it. It's, really, it's, it's an amazing story about returning home and all the mishaps. And then we'll, uh, we'll get into our own stories about and and set up the cast of characters you come across <laughs> when you go home for the first time and start drinking and then th- the uh it's a new crew you're drinking with when you go back home it is a lot compared of compared to your usual you know place yeah. of residence drinking <laughs> right a lot to navigate that's for sure yeah. that is Sean Flannery he is the creator of the Blackout Diaries show and uh he has a uh, he is one of the experts i would say in how to navigate homecoming drinking you uh you once called in your free ride to your parents at the age thirty-five. That is true. Video. Married with two kids, <laughs> <laughs> finally uh, phoned in that favor, and uh, we will get to why I needed that when I was drinking back home. I've needed a lot of assistance when I go back home, and we'll get into that. Yeah, uh, so I am co-hosting this with the hilarious C.J. Sullivan, mm-hmm. a great comedian. You're also uh, very gifted for this. I saw, you've been back home, and you have been relocated. <laughs> by New, both New Jersey and yeah. Pennsylvania police. Yeah, police like to just shift me around, <laughs> say kind of like he's your issue now, kind of deal. I think you compare it to like when a, when a bear gets loose and they just need to put it like in the woods and like <laughs> he's got to get out of this neighborhood. <laughs> ma'am, he says he knows you or he knows someone in this house. Yes, we'll take him for the night. 
And then afterwards, we might have an open invite. We'll, know, we'll see what we get into. Um, with that, there's a lot of drunk argument stories that we, uh, we, we'll see what we get into anyway. A couple we'll, in my hometown that uh, we're, we're trying to find down and invite them to this show after they made national news, and we'll get into all that. But first, who do we have here as our main guest, CJ? Yeah, let's get right into the main one, and that is Janet Gephardt, which we talked about. So let's open up another chapter to Blackout Tyrese. Without further ado, Jenna Gap. Hello. How's everyone doing? Okay. Amazing. Um, okay, hi. Well, all right. So my story, it all begins. I'm from a very small town in Wisconsin. It's called Bayfield, Wisconsin. Anyone been? Anyone even heard of it? You've heard of it? Hell yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking of Bayview? Yeah, that's that. Okay, cool. That's a, <laughs> that's a suburb of Milwaukee. Anyway, really tiny little town. Um, but what we're famous for is we have um, this big festival. It's called the Apple Festival. Um, and it's one of the top ten autumn festivals in the Midwest. So you guys kind of look like assholes for not having heard of it. Um, here it is. This is beautiful Bayfield, Wisconsin, right on Lake Superior. Um, and we have lots of amazing... Apple Festival traditions, like um, we've got an art fair, there's like a big dance. Um, we have this thing called the quarter horse races where all my friends' um, parents stuff a quarter up their ass and run it across the street and drop it in a shot glass. Um, <laughs> every Saturday night. <laughs> That's like the one thing I'm like, we can't miss this, we gotta go. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing is like binge drinking, we really, we can really fuck ourselves up on this weekend. Um, but I personally, my the tradition nearest and dearest to my heart is every Apple Fest, I get in a big screaming fight with um, this guy I went to high school with named David Livingston. Um, and that's just his name, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's I don't do it on purpose. I It's just like we're at a bar and like, like the the sea of people parts and he runs up to me and goes I want to talk about feminism and I'm like me too ass fuck like let's go uh, and we fight on the internet like all year round um, obviously <laughs> you know he'll do something he'll post something cute like um, women only want to hear their own opinion but in a lower voice and then and then I'll reply. I'll reply with something cute. I'll go, my pussy's got a lower voice than you do, bitch. Like, <laughs> and then he'll do something cute, like block me on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> we have fun. Um, but so we, we fight on the internet all the time, but once a year, we get to do it in person. And it's so special. <laughs> um, and so usually, we do it at a bar. Um, our friends love it. Uh, <laughs> Um, but once a year, we, we know, I also, I will say, when I go to Alba, in David Livingston's defense, I am always kind of looking for a fight when I get there, <laughs> but, um, one year, my friend, well, she was my friend, but I went to high school there, she had this big tattoo on her arm, and, um, it said, life isn't perfect, but it's beautiful, and the font was all fucked up, and I was like, oh, kind of like how your tattoo isn't perfect, um, <laughs> and then she slapped me in the face, uh, <laughs> And the next day I was talking to my friend, I was like, Trissa slapped me in the face for no reason. And she was like, no, you said her tattoo was perfect shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, totally. <laughs> um, but so, 
So me and me and David, we fight at bars usually, but this year was special, and we got in our fight at a house party. <laughs> Not any house party, um, a teen, a teenage one, <laughs> a party for teens. Um, <laughs> I know you're thinking to yourself, how did you get there? Um, I, I was on, I was on cocaine. Okay, there. I, are you happy? I was high on cocaine. And I didn't even mean to, it was seriously like a van rolled up and the door opened and I said, okay, hopped in. And <laughs> the next thing I knew, I was drinking brain alcohol with 16 year olds. I don't know, I didn't, these symptoms, life happens to you. Uh, <laughs> so this, I, I hesitate to call it a department. It was like a, it was a carriage apartment, you know, so it's like off the back of a really big house. There's like this little tiny, it was like for the servants or whatever, like, so it's this tiny apartment. And this will come in later, but the stairs to this apartment were like a ladder. Like you like crawled into the house and then you got in there and you could enjoy the Everclear and stuff. Um, and so I, I, I creep in, I crawl up the ladder Having a great time. Um, you know, I'm making out with my friend DJ, because we used to make it in high school, it was nostalgic. Um, <laughs> I'm making out with my friend Tiffany, because she won't stop talking about how she gained 20 pounds in law school, and I'm like, how do I make this stop? You know, <laughs> like, <"Wah!"> like <laughs> please stop saying that. Um, so I'm having an amazing time. And then David Livingston shows up, we get into our big fight, and it was like, definitely no one, like, won the fight, but I got to the point where I was like, I think I look less stupid than than him right now. So I, I was like, time to make my big exit. I got in one more little quippy bullshit, you know, and then I fucking bust the door down to make my big grand exit. Um, but someone had turned off the porch light. Um, and porch light is a very strong word for what that light was, because there was no porch. There was just like an abyss. Like, so <laughs> Put the light off, I fucking bust the door down, and then throw my body down seven <laughs> stairs <laughs> and land on the concrete below. <laughs> so I was like, I like was like, I was like, bye, bitch, and then just like, <laughs> like, just, gone, like it just disappeared into the night. <laughs> and it was like, I didn't really get that badly hurt, but I think it's like, you know when like a drunk driver gets in a car accident and they always survive because they're so loose in there, they're like <laughs> But the family of five in the minivan is like, <laughs> you know, like, because <laughs> they're like, <laughs> um, I was like, yeah! <laughs> um, <laughs> I landed pretty, pretty unscathed considering, and I do have, so, this happened a while ago, but recently my sister went home and she sent me um, this. She was like, she happened to be, she's like, hey, aren't those the stairs you threw your fucking body down? And I was like, hell yes it is. <laughs> Let's get a little closer, there it is. As you can see, if you weren't ready for it, quite a doozy. <laughs> Let's get a little closer, what the heck. There, see, I started there, ended there. Oh shit, that's my cervix. How'd that get in there? Uh-oh. Whoopsie. Uh-oh. What is that, my IUD string? Hello. Slutty but can't get pregnant? What the hell? Okay. Uh, 
I just, when I, when I, she, I was getting all the fucking pre-cancer cells burnt off or whatever. I'll go back with hell. Uh, <laughs> I was getting all the like, I was getting this like, what is it, cryotherapy? Or they're burning all the pre-cancer cells off, and she let, she had the camera on. And I said, what the? Okay, and then, and I took a picture of the screen, and she was like you're not gonna put that on Facebook, are you? And I was like, no, you fucking idiot. I'm gonna put it on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, it's not 2006. I'm not gonna put it on Facebook. Did you tag her in the show? I wish. I didn't get her name. Uh, she did good work. <laughs> now when they go in there, they go, this thing looks brand new. Uh, <laughs> they can tell. They go, what a shiny cervix you have. Um, but okay, anyway, so I throw myself onto the concrete. I land down at the bottom, and um, no one gives a shit, as it turns out, except for <laughs> except for my friend DJ. He comes down, he goes, are you okay? I go, yes, thank you, and why don't we... <laughs> and I go, why don't we go have sex behind the gas station? Um, <laughs> just like the very first Apple Fest king and queen. Um, very traditional. The first Applevest queen, she threw her little body into the void. And the first Applevest king, he ran and got her and he scooped her up to pork behind the sick go. Um, <laughs> and so we're behind the gas station. We're getting down and dirty. And I mean that literally. We are having sex in the dirt. Um, and okay, so here's the thing. So it, he, very classic. I go, you got a condom? He goes, no, guess we don't. Guess we can't use one. I go, Men never have condoms. They think it's like they grow up. Anyways, so I have to supply the condom, but I'm me. So I, the only condom I have is this like the cherry flavored kind, which I now know those are not for having penetrative sex. Those are for oral sex because they have like sugars and stuff that can give you a bit of a reaction. Uh, it's a bit of a foreboding. <laughs> um, but also, it's like I got them for free at Planned Parenthood, and I'm like, I'm in here for my fourth bladder infection, bladder infection in a month. Like, I clearly like need some guidance in my life, you know. So just, just, don't just give me some fucking con like, you know, don't give me the IKEA wardrobe without the directions. Like, I, I, I feel like the doctors fucked up on this one. But so I'm I'm left without supervision with these blowjob condoms, and I'm putting it in you know, bottom side, and um, <laughs> so, and so like we're having sex, I go, oh god, we gotta, this is, it was like the kind of sex where like no one finishes, we just called it, you know, I mean, just, no, nobody won or lost, the game got rained out, um, <laughs> not good. And I'm like, something is off. You know, and 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 so we go. We, you know, I put my pants on. I go. I gotta go home. Um, he goes. I'll walk you home. I go. Okay. And so he's walking me home. He's like, I was in love with you in high school. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I think a bee stung me in the cooter. <laughs> so I don't really. Have, I don't have time to talk about this right now. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, like waddling home, trying to be, trying to be the chill girl. You know. Um, I I finally get home. I. I take off my pants, I look down, what I see, it looks like someone stole my pussy and replaced it with a like balloon animal replica of my pussy. Like all the parts that were supposed to be wrinkly were taut. 
Joan Rivers' mouth. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> and I put a bag of fucking frozen peas on my vagina in my childhood bed. And it didn't go down until like 5 p.m. the next day. <laughs> and guess what? I didn't learn shit from this. So, but I do. <laughs> But I do have, this is another thing. I like, my sister was like going through her phone or something and she sent me this voicemail. Like she, <coughs> she wasn't home for this album vest, so I hope you can hear it. I will see, but this is a voicemail. I, we're gonna have to see the cervix again. <laughs> Sorry, perverts. <laughs> um, but this is the voicemail I sent my sister. I call her Bert, her name's Allie, but this is the voicemail I sent her the next day. I'm, and like, it's hard to hear because I'm like so hungover. I can like, I'm like, ah. <laughs> but this is my voice, the voicemail. Hello, it's me. I was just calling to check in and let you know that last night I was at like an after-bar punch-up party, and um, I've been arguing with David Livingston for probably um, 45 minutes, and then I had to, he told me I had to leave. <laughs> like, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> and stepped out the door and just fell down in his doctor. And landed at the bottom. <laughs> so I'm just taking in so you know. Okay, goodbye. Have a good one. She's like, my sister needs help. <laughs> okay, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> We're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was hilarious. Jenna Gephardt with a great story about returning back home to Applefest and putting frozen peas <laughs> on her vagina. And she is here with me and Sean Flannery in the Blackout Diaries. Jenna, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that story was fucking hilarious. The Applefest sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what I want to dive into. Can you give us more of a give us more of a deep dive into this festival? Oh yeah, it's great. It's uh, I, I, I didn't miss an Apple Fest for many years, and then uh, in the last few years I started missing them. But there, I had like a 24, 25 year streak of not missing an Apple Fest. Um, and yeah, I mean it's a it's a very drinking heavy holiday. Like when you're a kid, you somebody buys you a little thing of rum and you dump it into the into apple cider, and then you walk around with like a jug of apple cider, and everyone pretends like they don't know that you're. <laughs> drinking rum what age does this start at like in high school sure and um there was a there's a carnival um so that's where like high schoolers would kind of roam around the carnival and like drink rum and go on rides and like get in fights you find a big ball of hair or whatever like, <laughs> or people like win they would like win a goldfish and then you'd find a dead goldfish on the street like it's kind of it's kind of a seat <laughs> the carnival's kind of a seedy area of Applefest, but yeah, I, we had those like in Cleveland growing up, like, um, you know, these like Polish fests would be big and uh, they would give away like goldfish all over the like, I don't feel you could do that today, yeah. you know, like with animal cruelty yeah. laws and all that. Yeah, They would be in the you'd throw a ping pong ball and it would land in the bowl that a fish was in. They would give you, <laughs> they'd give you that fish like that was not long ago. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, not too long. They they sell male animals to you. Like you could like order sea monkeys. Like, yeah, you could order like a monkey out of the back of a magazine, and it would show up at your door <laughs> frozen or something. You know, like sometimes it was like dead. He's like, okay, we get a new one. You know, my, like, my uncles have stories from like Ohio fairs, like thirty years before my time, where you would like wrestle injured bears and stuff. Oh god! You know, so I feel like we're progressively getting a little bit yeah. better. But yeah, the Midwest they love their their animal games at these fairs. Yeah, how how small is the town? Because this is a very small town that Apple Fest happens at, right? Yes. Yeah, my hometown is like four hundred people. Oh, um, oh wow. And then um, it, we're like three miles from a reservation. I think their population's like a thousand ish. So, because like the high school is um, kids from the reservation and kids from Bayfield. Very few kids from Bayfield. Because now it's too expensive to live there because it's all summer homes. So no one can oh. afford to raise their family there anymore. Kind all of. that Chicago and Milwaukee money coming in there and buying uh, up the houses. Yeah, Minneapolis is. Oh, Minneapolis. Kind of, yeah, we do, we get we get some tourists from Chicago, but um, like Madison, Minneapolis come up there a lot. It's eight hours from Chicago, so it's kind of a drive. So it's got to be weird. Like we're talking today about like going back home and drinking. It's got to be weird when you go home to Applefest or whenever you go back home and drink. Like you probably know every single person you see at a bar, right? Like in your grad, you probably knew everybody in your high school. I would, I would think. Oh yeah, I knew them from the time like it. It was like K through twelve. So we started together at mm-hmm. kindergartners and graduated unless somebody died or moved. <laughs> I just I know like everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did they give you an attitude when you come back? Because now that you're in a big city, girl, you're too too cool to put a, sh- a quarter up your ass and drop it in a shot glass. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, no, really. I think um, no, yeah, no. Everybody's cool. That's good. That you know that that the old people doing that uh, race killed me. What do they call that again? The quarter horse races. Quarter horse. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a quarter up their ass. I mean, but well, they're between, wearing pants. Yeah. They're holding it together yeah, with, with, the with cheeks, their, sure. their cheeks. Yeah. Between the butt cheeks, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so funny. And it's like everyone, it's like, it's kind of like unaffiliated Apple Fest tradition, but it's like everyone knows it's happening. It happens at 10 on Saturday. So there'll be just this big group of people surrounding. You can't even see. I'm like, I can't, I, like, it's such a, it's, it's such like an Kentucky event. Derby. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> when do you get to enter that stage? What's, what's the what minimum age group on that? Oh, uh, you can, I mean, I've been, the last time I was there, my, like, peers had already started doing it. I was nice. like, oh, God, we're getting old now. <laughs> That's when you know you're getting old, when you're dropping <laughs> quarters in a shot glass from your ass. It catches up with all of us. It's yeah. It's a, it takes a mature palate to enjoy, but <laughs> oh man, that's something I feel. I don't know if that's unique to the Midwest. I don't know if I think it's unique to the Midwest because I grew up in the Midwest. But like, I I don't seem to see it when I travel as much as that. Uh, how much the old people in the Midwest still party? Oh like, yeah, you know, they'll, they'll they'll have in, drinking injuries at age seventy eight, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, do you see that a lot in your hometown? I mean, when you say drinking injury, do you mean like? long-term alcoholism no, I just mean, you, the, the, yes. yes i do like, do the old people like still like really put it back in your town like i like when i go back home to cleveland yes. i'm surprised by how much the old people are drinking yeah they do but i well what i always forget when i go home is like i'm used to chicago where like we go out to a bar at, like 10 30 like the bars are closed by that like there's no one there it's yeah. like 5 yeah. p.m it's bumping then everyone goes home and goes to bed like 
It's mm-hmm. a that I'm not used to. It's definitely one of the adjustments. You have to start your night earlier when you come back home, you know, to a small town because yeah. you, you don't have time to dilly dally. You got to get it. You got to get your work in and get your work out, and then you, you're like you said, then you got to get back. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're behind a gas station. Let's get to this story uh, yeah. that, you, that you just told <laughs> of your nemesis back home uh, <laughs> named Daniels. Now, how long have you guys been going back and forth? And it seems like a, a classic kick, you know, little kids who like each other, so they they uh, oh. pick on each other. No. Uh, absolutely not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how no. it came across is a nice love story. Um, no, it, uh, no, we just, uh, I, I like to pick fights a little bit. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm kind of gunning for a fight, I think. Well, this was actually, when this happened, this was a few years ago. So we've, now we've been cool for a while. Um, but when I was like in college, that's when we would, we would have some back and forth on the internet. And, right. um, well, at the time he'd been, he kind of had been getting a, like traction on Facebook. He had a lot of like Facebook followers and stuff. So he kind of had like some uh, internet clout and and that. Facebook like, traction. I know. This, it was a, it, that's wow. what I'm saying. This was a long time ago. This that's is like exciting. 2010 or whatever, yeah. 2011. So. So you didn't like that? Well, no, I didn't like how he was using it. Because it was like he had all the, he had kind of this influence on the internet and he was using it to like tell people to. Tell, like, women, like, what to wear, basically, or, like, be, like, I'm deleting anyone I see that, you know, has their tits out or whatever, and it was, like, that was pissing me off. <laughs> Almost like a, uh, like a young Ben Shapiro, like a proto-Ben Shapiro or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It it was a different time. It was, also, it was, like, <laughs> that was definitely more chill. It was, like, it, it was, like, they would almost say it, like, they're being, like, no, I'm a good guy because I only want... I only want uh, women who have a good personality or what are good people, and it's like, yeah, but you can't tell somebody to put clothes on. Like that's not your, that's not you know that. That's Fuck what it. Place. Yeah. That's yeah, what mostly pissing me off. So that. They're the, yeah, they're the liars. They're the ones you have to watch out. For. They're, they're the ones you have to be weary more of. The people that like have take those high horse uh, attitudes, especially online, especially on Facebook. Or yeah, or, but or yeah, I did. Yeah, I think. Um, at the time, there was a lot of people that I saw having this same attitude. Mm-hmm. And it was because, I mean, even 10 years ago, it was like such a different climate, you know? Like, it was it was very okay to kind of be like, wow, slutty women are stupid and, like, not worth talking to. Like, and now we're like, now we like, we're like, sluts, sluts run the world. But. <laughs> well, I, I agree with all that. And I, I also think I, I, I don't know if it's still doing it, but I, I think 10 years ago was almost like the worst time to be on Facebook because it's like people had this audience. And did you ever notice like people just didn't talk on Facebook like they talk in real life? They were they were just assholes and saying like their deepest political like you don't do that at a party. You don't walk into a room and say you're not friends with me if you don't support the Second Amendment. Like, you don't say that in real life, but you say that on Facebook. It's insane. (laughs) Like, like who would make that proclamation that women need to dress that way at an actual party? Like, would this guy talk that way in real life, do you think? I don't know. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. It was, it did seem like, um, it did seem like more of, you know, like he was doing it to like because he wanted to be perceived as someone that that didn't like that type of women. When really, it's like, yeah, you do. Like, 
I think I think it was more like more. It was more about like presenting himself as like an intellectual, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure, by sure, being sure, like, sure. no, I don't like big titties and ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and what more evidence of that than being behind a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a di- that's, these are different people for, oh, <laughs> for the record. Oh, I got confused. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we have a lot of players. <laughs> Did in this not story. go behind the gas station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> are the and then. Now, your sister was not there. You call her the next day, right? Yes. Yeah, she was She was not home for this Apple Fest. I can't remember why. And did you – because that, that was a decent fall you took. Did you have to, like, get any medical attention or anything the next day? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get any. I, <laughs> yeah. No, I actually – it wasn't too bad. I just kind of was a little sore. You know, and, like, my, okay. knee, my knees kind of hurt. But, <laughs> but I really think – I'm sorry, you went from the ga- you went from the fall to the gas station. That's how it went. Chronologically. Yes, correct. Yeah. Chronologically, you bounce that. That's a good bounce back. Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> like mentally, spiritually, I'll show you. It's almost like you have to prove, like, because like how good you are after a fall, like you know, because you're embarrassed. Cause you yeah, yeah. Fell, you know, I'm fine. I'll show you how fine I am. Let's go fuck behind a Sunoco. <laughs> I did that when I was in Mexico. I fell off a small cliff, and um, it was like. <laughs> I I was actually I was with Jason Earl folks he was there uh-huh. and um it was like well I got down the cliff perfectly fine and then they go well we're not coming down until you prove you can get back up and I go okay pussies climb back up and then on the way down the second time the rock shifted and I like kind of like got thrown onto like you know that like coral rock it's like really pointy yeah so, like, oh yeah hands and knees I felt like four oh. feet onto my hands and knees and that that was when I was like Ah, I'm fine. No, it's good. <laughs> I, was, I was just like standing in the ocean, like dissociating. Like my knees were bloody, and like. So Did bad. they, from their perspective? Because I love. I've been in a few situations like this where, from your perspective, they just disappear, and you're like, "Fuck, <laughs> just died." Like, was there a moment where they thought you were dead when you fell? I mean, falling off a cliff is a serious situation. I mean, I fe- I fell off part of the cliff onto a lower part of the cliff, so I didn't like okay. fall like straight off. Um, it would have been better if I fell off the cliff completely because I would have landed in the. It was this rock that like fucked me up. Oh. And then I yeah it was um, I thought I like broke my hand and <laughs> and then like on the plane it like swelled up it was it was a whole thing but I didn't break it I was fine I lo- I love Mexico yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was monkeying around it was not it was not Mexico's fault <laughs> I was goofing off. <laughs> That they should uh, go with Mexico. Hey, it's not our fault. You, tell yeah. you guys, you guys coming, you guys coming a little too hot down here. We 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 know what we're doing down here. You guys are the ones who just can't adapt. So, are you uh, one of those people that likes to kind of uh, explore and climb and uh, when you're drunk? Oh, then yeah, yeah, I guess I was gonna say no. I'm not normally a big climbing explorer. I'm pretty. You know, I chill. try to keep my feet, but then yeah, I do kind of. I'll I will get get into something when I'm drunk. I'm like I, I kind of do it to be like look what I'm doing. Like I'll you know yeah, I'll, mm. I'll climb halfway up the Whopper Tower or whatever to, just to <laughs> prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you sometimes pick fights or yes, or is that old? Well, I just won't back down. Thing. I think people expect people expect me to to capitulate to their bullshit and i won't do it if f- i'm if i'm sober i have a little more patience but like the fact that you're fighting the, the question do you pick fights 
Let's just yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's just know that maybe it does. So, I love what you, that image you put. Uh, it kind of wraps it all up. And you said you're you're on your childhood bed and you put frozen peas in your vagina because of the gas station trip. That must be telling when you're looking up in her ceiling saying, "Well, yeah, you, you can't go home again." Kind of like, but also maybe I am. That's just great visual you uh, painted there before we get to the voicemail. Yeah, and it's sick because when you're home, you want and you're sick, you want to complain to your mom. But I was right. like, I keep this on a secret. <laughs> if it, well, yeah, the backstory would be. <laughs> let's get to this voicemail because that was like one of my favorite parts. So you call your sister the next day to kind of recap. Actually, I'll let I'm going to try and play it here. I'll see if this works. Mm-hmm. And then, Jenna, you can walk um, the audience through it. Okay, yeah. It's hard to, yeah, understand. Hi, Robert. It's me. I was just calling to check in and let you know that last night I was at, like, an after-bar sweatshirt party. <laughs> and um, I've been arguing with David Livingston for probably um, 45 minutes. And then I had to, he told me I had to leave. <laughs> like, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> I stepped out the door and <laughs> just... So just checking in, so you know. So just checking. Okay, goodbye. Oh, that's great. Jenna, translate some Jenna for us there. What was it? Okay, well, yeah. As you can, you can hear in my voice how how hungover I am. It's I'm almost. <laughs> you can almost not understand a word. Um, <laughs> Um, I believe, well, that's something I actually don't, my recollection before I found this, cause I, we just found the voicemail like recently mm-hmm. and I, I'd been telling the story for a little bit. Um, the part where I say that he asked me to leave, I did not remember that, but I believe it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't decide to leave. I was asked to right. leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, <laughs> And just the, how do you end it again? Just check it. You say like just yeah, check just it check a few times, don't you? <laughs> like I would be so worried about my sister right. if I got that. Like, did she call you back? What was the situation? Honestly, I don't even know if she did. Um, <laughs> she, I think she was like par for the course. Um, yeah. This could have been but, a text. What are you leaving this voicemail for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is, that is classic me though, to be laughing that hard at <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm more really impressed. That was, yeah, I'm more impressed. That was the next day, the hungover. Like you're very happy about it. no shit. You know, like. Well, you know, you get kind of slap happy sometimes yeah. when you hungover. Yeah. I think I was still in that stage, and then later I was like, <laughs> right. The anxiety, <laughs> the anxiety and pain was what it was yeah. ahead of the doom sets in. Thanks so much for joining us, Jenna. Um, before you leave, though, tell uh, our listeners how they can follow more of you. Oh, well, um, I run a show called Ladylike, and it happens every third Tuesday of the month at um, the Lincoln Lodge. It's um, women telling gross stories. And I also have a podcast uh, for Ladylike that comes out on Mondays. Awesome. For Ladylike at the Lincoln Lodge. It's fantastic. You also bartend sometimes at the Lincoln Lodge as well, right? Mm -hmm. Thursday nights. Yeah, you're a staple at their regular show. So, uh, yeah, do check out all those shows for all our listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Um, she's amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I just want to say, as a heads up, we're we're contemplating the title names of the show, and I'm thinking what a shiny cervix you have is, on, is in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up. 
Oh yeah, the li- the listeners won't be able to enjoy. Yes, absolutely. Maybe put it on your website or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Janet. Thank you very much. Thank we'll you. We'll be right back on the Blackout Diaries. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. Sean Flannery with C.J. Sullivan. Today we are talking about going back home to drink, the things you see there, the festivals, the whole cast of characters that you see, C.J., mm-hmm. is amazing. And I, I love going back home to drink. And I, I think the first thing that anyone notices is how much, you know, if you live in a big city like we do, you're in right. L.A., I'm in Chicago, how cheap price of beer is it's amazing all alcohol you feel like a rap star you feel like wow this is what i mean i'm, I'm just gonna buy it's, out this bar it's the closest i'll ever come to feeling like an eccentric me like yeah like i've actually thought about buying the bar i'm like I'm, i don't have to drive home with these ohio cops you know, <laughs> I know two dollar right. bud lights i'll sleep here you know it's amazing next round is on me i'm like oh this is this is, this is where this shit comes from from like bars where there's two dollar beers i can afford this i can put forty dollars down buy a round and get change this is this is amazing. It's awesome, and I it's great because I look successful to my friends that always stayed home. Mm-hmm. Like they think <laughs> right. I'm much more successful than I actually. Absolutely, am. Like, they just assume it because you don't live there. They, they don't, it doesn't matter yeah. what doesn't matter what you're doing. You can come yeah. back with one shoe on, whatever. With the black eyes. <laughs> he made it in the big city. <laughs> look at you, huh? Coming in, that must be life in the old metropolitan, huh? <laughs> What are you doing slumming around with us deadbeats for? <laughs> it is funny. You have, like, like those are kind of like the cast of characters you meet when you're back home is, yeah. like, you know, your buddies that you see back home. And some of them kind of, like, have, like, an insecurity about, like, oh, staying yeah, home. Of you know, like, they're like, oh, I'm not like you. I'm not fancy. I'm not out in Chicago. But then then I you also have, which, which isn't how I feel at all, but uh, I like the one guy who's trying to get everybody to move back home. Uh, you they know, sell like, it up. always be telling me how, like, Akron, Ohio is on the up and up, you know? <laughs> like, we got we got a gastro pub? <laughs> you been there? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you put gastro pub anywhere, that, that is the mecca now of any town. Like, we things are coming back. It's like, it's like Google coming into town. <laughs> but you do, I mean, I think the big, I think when you go home and you get to drink back home with all your old friends, mm-hmm. everything is amazing. And there's really only one fatal trap, yeah. I would say. Okay. <laughs> Which is that. There is no safe way to get home. <laughs> they just don't value that as a society. It's amazing. I, I look at that now too, especially when I go on a road. Like I'm like, okay, like and like a lot of cl- comedy clubs now too. Their business plan is they'll get cheap land like ten minutes outside of the downtown, build a mm-hmm. mini mall there. So everyone just drives there. It's all suburbs. Yeah, People just drive sure. there, and you just see these parking lot f- bars, and that's, yeah. that's what it was. We go home, like oh yeah. Everyone drives. <laughs> the, the, the bar itself, if you ever drive by it during the day and there's no cars there and you just see how massive <laughs> the know. parking lot is compared to the bar and you think about that tonight, that is going to be filled yeah. with drunk drivers. It's so funny. It, like Sometimes you go there during the day. Like There's a uh, bar, a local bar um, at my house every time I go home. The Whistler's Inn, famed Whistler's Inn, well, which also used to be a real good dive bar. Now, now – Talk about can't returning home. Now it's expanded. I don't like when these bars get fancy now and they expanded oh, because of all the, the money. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. You have your business. And mm-hmm. I don't live there anymore, but I don't have to tell them, like, oh, I want it to be the way I was when I was, you know, yeah. 16 when I was coming, <laughs> coming in here. But 
during the daytime, like sometimes it'll be like these bars that are open, like these massive parking lots. There'll be two, four cars that are all they're spread out by like miles. It looks like a scene from Goodfellas or something. Like, so what, what an illegal, uh, you know, transaction is happening here because you're coming in from different directions, you know. And like, what's scarier than an empty parking lot is like six cars in a huge lot just <laughs> placed all around. Like, what is going on here? Some are like getting made in there, right? Exactly. And some are probably left over from the night before. There's, Maybe the, the one, what it takes for one guy to have to leave his car where, where everyone else has to step in. Like, listen, buddy, we even we can't let you drive <laughs> down to the suburbs. I mean, the police station's right across the street, for Christ's sakes. They called us and warned us. Listen, if that guy goes, we're going to have to do something about this. And I don't know, like, it, it, it is kind of insane, like, the normalization of it all. And that you're at this bar and... Everyone's just like the bartender. Everyone is just pretending that they don't know who's actually driven and who hasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> when you just look at the numbers, and there's no way 80% of these people aren't drivers tonight, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just look at your lot. There's no Ubers, there's no nothing. It's not cost effective. But then you're right. And, and it's so, and it hits you. Like you, when you go back home, you know, and you're drinking with old friends, you're having a great time, reminiscing, all that. And then it spills out when you exit the bar. You're all in the parking lot. You're kind of in a yep. huddle. You're still kind of all right, saying your goodbyes. And then like cockroaches, everyone just spreads out and goes oh, to their yeah. individual cars. Like, oh, I guess, I guess nine people are getting in their cars right now and just driving in nine different well, I, directions. I almost think that's on purpose. It, 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 it's like on the plains of the savannah where it's like, <laughs> well, the lion can only catch one gazelle. <laughs> So, like, I don't have to be right. the mo most sober driver on the road. I yeah. just have to be more sober than the drunkest driver <laughs> on the road. And he is who Ohio State troopers are going to pull over, the guy with no headlights on. <laughs> going 70 the wrong way is going to attract all the cops while, you know, I just run over my mailbox at home. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah why that's why some of those guys at home that who never left – that that's the only reason why they're happy to see us because they know we're going to take the fall for that one because we are out of practice. We <laughs> well, don't know what I don't, we're I doing. don't drive when I go back home because yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm totally out of practice. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Even if I were in practice in Chicago, that wouldn't be functionally equivalent because I'd be dealing, I'd be moving from playing against Chicago cops. Right. Whoever. To Ohio sheriffs, you know, which is <laughs> whoever we say <laughs> Chicago cops, any city cops, they have bigger fish to fry than yeah. then you're banging around, whatever. Like you just slap it. That's just city, so, that's just city driving. So I don't I don't drive when I go home. Which the interesting thing about that is I'm now in my 40s, and when I go home and I hang out with my buddies, it's almost as though the power dynamics have flipped to back where I'm like eight years old going to a birthday party. <laughs> like my parents have to drop me off. Right. I'm like, oh, don't worry about picking me up. Mrs. Lowry's going to bring me back. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no Lyft or Uber there still. No, of course not. No, yeah. Nor should there be. And, 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 <laughs> should they? <laughs> <laughs> when I was, I always remember that, like coming, like coming back for like a buddy's wedding or something like that. Like, okay, you can call. And this is obviously I'm dating myself, but they would throw a phone book at you to call a cab, you know. And certain oh, yeah. cab companies were circled up. And totally, like, okay, your cab will be here in two hours. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> I guess we drink more. I guess we can hang out. I mean, you want to set it up. <laughs> Oh, I remember like back in the day, you'd go home uh, to like a wedding in Ohio and, you know, they'd have shuttle buses that would take you from like right. the event to the, that last shuttle bus 
People would board that with the panic of like a government <laughs> collapsing because there was no way to get home. Right. If you didn't get on that last shuttle bus, you know. Like, they would be bribing him to fit more, you know, like jumping on like, that. People would be on top, like, you know. Right. That image of when we were leaving Afghanistan and yeah, <laughs> trying like, to jump on that airplane, take it off. <laughs> Don't leave me. That's amazing. Well, another thing about it is because once the night wraps up, there's not a lot. Usually, you know, the, the, that's when the drunken fun debauchery happens, like late night food and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And in the city, obviously, there's plenty of options and places that are equipped for that. Yes. You know, like places like Chicago, I think of like the Wiener Circle, where their business model is basically prepared for dealing with drunks <laughs> and screaming back at them, yeah. you know. And then when you go back home to suburbs, there, there is none of that. It's just a... It's just a national chain, <laughs> right? <laughs> like dealing this, with drugs. It's a, it's insane. But it, I don't know. There's pluses and minuses to that because it's so funny. Like like when I go back home to Ohio, all that's and, and the time I had to call my folks was at a Taco Bell, and yeah. that is all that is open. That's it, what it, I think. Midwest, know. it's all Taco Bell. South, it's like Waffle House. All that's open, right? And it's amazing because it's just a national chain. With like minimum age workers, I presume they're not paid well. That like, if you told me like, hey, if you're gonna work an establishment, uh, you're only gonna work a shift where all the bars have closed. You're gonna deal exclusively with drunks. <laughs> like, if you told up, like, like, I would say, all right, I need seven bouncers and a sheriff. <laughs> You know? I know, right? And it's just Taco Bell, right? These poor kids <laughs> deal with this drive-through lane that's fifteen fucking cars deep. I mean, like I thought you, you, know, you always joke, like how how is this? How is that not the DUI checkpoint? Just yeah. people entering and exiting there, like it's like a. Uh, you know how many times like I've just seen people like cars crash there, you know, like they have no idea. It's like bumper cars or something. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> but um, I would say almost nightly when we went to ta- we didn't go to Taco Bell nightly, but each oh, I feel like each time we did go there. Yeah, I would see a guy quit. They would always they would they would always take their name tag off. Go around the counter and punch out a customer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, love- I love I love I love that as your your two weeks notice is just throwing a name tag on the counter <laughs> before you punch a guy out. And, and I love a walk off of, 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 of a job. Yeah. Witnessing someone yes. walk off their job is amazing, and it's always happening. It's the, the most. I honestly feel it's the most. Uh, it's like the closest I'll get to seeing somebody win the lottery. I'll be like, you know, every day I say I'm going to do that same thing, and I don't have the balls to do it. Right. And this this guy just did it, and then he punched out a customer, and I feel alive. You know? <laughs> there was a there was a sign I think it's in Appleton, Wisconsin. It wasn't not a late night drug place, but it's a similar feel to it. It's like this Pizza Hut there that one of the last like dine in Pizza Hut restaurants, you know. And they have mm-hmm. and the sign just said Monday through Friday, like every day, you know, pizza, lunch, all you can eat buffet, you know, like nine ninety nine, whatever it was. And underneath it. Always hiring wait staff. Like always <laughs> wait staff hiring, always hiring. We always need people quit this job every day. <laughs> it's like just permanently up there. It always cracks me up. Oh, cracks me up. Like, this is a horrible shift to have. <laughs> it's amazing. Um but yeah, I go there one time. You know, we're in our thirties. I'm gonna try to tell this story quickly because yeah, we please. got another story coming up, but um we got we got time. We're good. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, it's the only game in town, Taco Bell. That's mm-hmm. it. This right. is you know, we pull up. There are two cop cars that are like 
kind of like uh, in a V in front of the parking lot with their sirens on blocking the entrance. And we're so drunk that we're like, no, uh, this is not acceptable. <laughs> and we just weave in between them. Like they didn't close off their, their wedge enough. You know, yeah. we were able to get our car through. All right. I just see one woman. Once we get through, I see this cop. He just takes off his hat and throws it to the ground. It's like, God damn. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. So he comes up, immediately uh, does a sobriety test on our driver. Mm-hmm. I go in um, and just order off the. Yeah, I can see this. I can see this is going to be a whole thing. So I need. Yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> he was like, yeah, stay in the car. I'm like, you're 19. You're like, right. hey, I. Constitution doesn't need to say I need to stay in the car. <laughs> exactly. Constitution says I need a chalupa. <laughs> so I go in. I get a burrito. And apparently what happened is uh, this cop asked him if he had been drinking. Mm-hmm. My buddy opens up the car door, runs to the back of the car, hops in the trunk, and shuts it. <laughs> in his own he, trunk. Locks him out. He, he thinks they need plan. a warrant. Yeah, he thinks they need a warrant to open it up. <laughs> After witnessing him lock himself in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously they're like, um, they don't need a warrant. They're like, you know, we're going (laughs) to. We do need a locksmith, but we don't need a warrant. (laughs) So they're like, um, they're just going to like ruin the car. Like they're going to get like a crowbar or something. Yeah, of course. They'll get it open. And we're like, hey, well, well, listen, like, what what if we did this? What if we you know, pulled out the speakers and then got our arm in there. And then like, you know, in the darkness, he could find our arm and then like we could get the keys back up and then, you know, you oh, wouldn't ruin the blue book value right, yeah. of, of this man. It, Cause it's his dad's car. Like we really appealed to like the dad and the cops. Like, it's not his car. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do any damage. It's probably right. And this is the pre, uh, kidnapping latch you had in the trunk now you could just pull he that, was pull driving at the time it was hilarious i think it was a 1978 oldsmobile tornado mm. so this trunk <laughs> now what this cop does not know is there's three other people in the trunk because we had just <laughs> left a wedding <laughs> so i think that was also in his head like once they open this up they're not gonna be able to prove it's which one's cl- the driver a cloud car. that is amazing <laughs> yeah so there's three like a ghetto. There was like uh, there was probably fifteen people in this car. Like okay. the cops had no idea. Okay, like, guys. Now pretty soon this trunk's gonna pop open. Everyone head a different direction. Can't imagine, get all. imagine being in the darkness of that trunk oh, for a half hour. My leaving, God. Leaving the hotel and <laughs> all of a sudden the trunk pops open. Oh, are we there? Driver <laughs> jumps in and shuts the Nope, door. scooch over. <laughs> <laughs> we added a few more. <laughs> So, like, it's taking a while. I'm uh-huh. like, you know what? I'm just going to call my foot. There's no way this doesn't end. There's no way this ends in us driving out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. okay. Now that that's solved. <laughs> I'm going to call my folks. Go to your 25-minute drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, this is like the nine. Uh, I think it was the 90s. So, it was the 90s. So, um, they, you know, they had a pay phone in the Taco Bell. I call my folks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they come pick me up. They're living. Because, you know, how they had always said, like, remember, if you're, you got the same speech, I'm sure, in high school. If you're out tonight and you don't have a safe ride home mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable driving. No matter what. Call us. No matter what. And they would We won't say, be mad. We won't be mad. Yeah, they always yeah. had we won't be mad. You, you never really believed that was true. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> but also, I don't think they expected you to phone that favor in, at age 36. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so they come and uh, pick us up, and my dad's like, what the hell's going on here? You wake him um, up with a phone call from the payphone yeah. as an adult. <laughs> Didn't even know you were in town. <laughs> oh, they show up. They're like in their robes, you know. Yeah, what, do that ride? Remember that? Um, and uh, yeah, like they open up the trunk. We get they they get the keys to one of my buddies mm-hmm. uh, through the speaker. We open up the trunk. That's when the cop sees there's three people. Like they're, they're like yellow. <laughs> that is amazing. Here comes a clown car. <laughs> How many people just went in? Well, we were in a drive-through movie. Or we don't want to pay for everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my buddy, still thinking he can get out of this, is like, um, yeah. Well, uh, so we'll be on our way since you can't <laughs> prove who was driving. <laughs> Obviously, I know the law. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, I'm pretty sure we can figure out who was driving, you know, because right. we're just going to charge whoever this car's registered to. Like, we'll arrest all you. Like, we'll make your life hell. Yeah. This is Ohio. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah we'll know? figure it out. This is what we do. We're suburban cops. That's all we do is DUI. We live for this. <laughs> yes. So uh, my buddy ends up just breathalyzing. Uh, he's like, okay, wow. it's my car. Wow. And um, it was before Ohio moved to point one, mm-hmm. and he blew a point nine. And that cop, he was he was so he was, he was under he was so under that. So it was point was one. Living. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was so he was how he, is this a hundred percent confidence? So that you're he just going to haul right. him in. So the cop looks up. So you're just dumb. You just make these decisions like you're just making these decisions on a pretty much so, cop sober mind. That's your initial reaction when you see a cop at a Taco Bell. I always said I, you know, we we always called him like a, a Clinton a Clintonian DUI because uh, Clinton raised the legal limit like the following year, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and if it had happened uh, one year later, yeah, yeah, yeah. one year later, when it goes uh, to point eight. He would have been thrown in the slammer, but yeah. I Although mean, you might argue that's a that's a good example for perhaps people with point nine weren't making the most reasonable <laughs> right. decisions. Right. If anything, your honor. <laughs> Exhibit A, B, and C are these three people in the trunk that collectively <laughs> came under came under a three. But <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we were just saying about the cops out there in the suburbs. That, that's the big difference with the, DU, with the DUIs when we initially came back from the cities. Like, the cops out in the suburbs, that's, that's their bread and butter, as you were oh, saying. Oh, yeah. And um, we're not used to that because it's not, I mean, it's literally the least concern. Now, I mean, this is obviously years ago. We don't disclaimer, condone, of course, driving and all. But sometimes it had to have happened back then. And I actually mm-hmm. got pulled over for DUI years ago when I was back home. And, and like, I was like, wow, man, I haven't had to. Of course, it's, it startles you. And then you're like, fuck, you're like, I haven't had to talk to cops in a while. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like, just sl- like slick talk my way out of something, you know. <laughs> So I was throwing stuff out there. Oh, Let's sorry. See if I still got it. Yeah, see, and I did not. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sorry, officer. You know, I came back from my dad's funeral. I was like, what? When was that? It's like, oh, it was last April. Like, that was like a year ago. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm trying to see if anything sticks. <laughs> so then eventually, uh, they brought me in, but they didn't, they didn't want to hold me over because it's not like a city where they have like a tank or something like that. Like, right, well, we I need to get you out of here because now I'm being loud. I'm talking with them. <laughs> and so my buddy lived <laughs> down the street from the from there, and he had a uh, he lived with his grandmother. 
<laughs> I remember saying, like, yeah, yeah, well, Joe, my Joe, Joe's grandmother's over down here. I can stay I can stay there. Like, whatever. They drove me off. They drove, <laughs> they drove me over there to the address, and they basically just tossed me on her yard. They knocked on the door, and I was, like, on their front yard screaming. It's like, yeah, I know who that guy is. I'll, I'll bring him in. I'll bring him in. I haven't seen him He's in. leaving you on the front door. <laughs> yeah. Like a baby at an orphanage or something like that. Like, we can't care for him. Right. He's beyond our needs, our means, you know. Yeah, but she was hilarious as Italian grandmother. Like, I haven't seen you in six years. This is how you show up on your fucking knees like this. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. great. Anyway, that is our show for this week. Um, I want to thank Janet Gephardt and Mikey Manker for uh, coming on and doing a hilarious story. Uh, you can follow me on CJ Sullivan was taking Instagram. Don't forget Sean Flannery's Blackout Diary show in Chicago every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge. Um, and you're, I want to go ahead and plug your book again. Actually, talk about your book. Is it a, is it a digital copy of way to get it? You, you, you posted about your book, Places I Can't Return To. Places I Can't Return To. It is coming out in June. It is not out yet. I it's did some testing out. of the website. You, you, to, you, to you could not have posted a more complicated post on how to access it on Facebook the other day. I'm Many like, people are confused. This is per- need to post. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even put a link on it to like the six comment reply down. <laughs> Like I didn't search. I, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out the algorithm, CJ. I'm, oh, I'm poking God and, damn it, I and love learning. It. I love it so much. Um, but the book will be out. Uh, you m- might be out when you hear this, uh, starting in June. All right. at uh, SeanBearFlannery.com. Sounds good. And uh, we'll see you next week at the Blackout Diaries. A podcast network.